She laughs exactly like you. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, uh, no wonder you want to be a professional <laughs> podcaster. This is that we're basically just having conversations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shingles at 40, the SA40 podcast. This is episode four. And sorry, it's been some time, but I am going to change things up a little bit, quite a bit, actually. And I am going to be joined by a co-host for this podcast indefinitely. And uh, I am lucky enough to be joined by a good friend of mine, Megan. When I reached out to Megan and said, hey, would you be interested in doing this podcast with me? She immediately said yes. So that was exciting. Now, for anyone who's ever met Megan or has the privilege of her friendship, Megan is uh, one of the kindest, funniest, coolest people that I know. And I'm really, really excited uh, to be able to do this. We've had so many conversations about ADHD outside of this podcast and uh, we kind of have to hold ourselves back because we want to talk about it here on the episode but we I think we did a pretty good job for our first one and and there was no real topic we just wanted to just banter and, and talk and see where that went but you can be the judge I think it's fun and I'm excited for future episodes uh, with my co-host Megan and she says we can still keep it as shingles at 40. So that's not changing, but uh, but there'll be two of us. So it's going to be a lot more exciting and uh, a lot more laughs. And we're going to look at this from two completely different perspectives. And we will find a lot of similarities, but we'll find a lot of differences. And I think that's really important, especially with understanding ADHD and this disorder and how it varies in so many different people especially between men and women. Let's get to it. Well, we could start by talking about you. Oh, okay. And, or even how we know each other. Well, let's see. How do I know Donovan? Well, when I was in school, I, uh... I actually interned for Donovan at uh, one of his companies, Vantage, and he was kind enough to uh, create a position for me after uh, after I graduated, and then I, I came on. And actually, I was remembering the I was reminiscing the other day, and I remembered the email you sent me when you offered me the job and said you actually reiterated who you were like I would forget so I was like hi Megan it's Donovan from Vantage and then you said I was wondering if you'd like to come and you kind of went on this whole spiel outlining the job and then at the end you said you can also tell me to go fuck myself did I say that (laughs) oh wow so professional I don't remember that. <laughs> oh. But and then I was how like, I, how do I resounding own a yes. <laughs> how did I own a business? Or how do I still own businesses? Well, hey. I think it's your personable qualities that make it that much better, oh. to be honest. Yeah. I was living with Kareen at the time. Too. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> we worked together for uh, a while and uh, and have stayed friends and well then you worked for me a second time oh yes i did yep. at goodwill yep yeah bartended there that was actually one of the most fun bartending jobs i've yep. ever had 
I think Tyler fired you. Yes, he did. <laughs> that wasn't me. I was no, I know. Sorry, Tyler. That... I'm throwing you under the bus. Here. <laughs> but it was fully fair. I was late numerous times. Well, knowing that you have uh, ADHD, <laughs> it makes full sense. And that's funny because I didn't know that you had ADHD. But when you told me, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're all yeah. figuring this yeah. out. But that's why we're doing this because mm-hmm. you uh, reached out to me and saw my podcast. Yeah. yeah. And I cry- and I remember I cried right. like, a, yeah. like a little baby. I recorded that. Did so you gonna, really? I'm going to play it right now for oh, you. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, my God, please don't. No. Yeah, no, I... Uh, so I started this podcast really to learn more about this disorder. I realized that uh, it's boring when I do it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want this to be as serious as it sounds. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to other podcasts. And one of them was Maintenance Phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're hilarious, but they're very intelligent. And they do it really, really well. And uh, Aubrey, yeah. I think, she laughs exactly like you. <laughs> And as soon as I heard that laugh, I was like, I've been kicked out of Megan, museums, I must say. Megan. <laughs> I'm like, I need somebody who, who understands this, right? So, so that's uh, why we're here now, to do this together, right? Yeah, so this is fun. <laughs> this is a fun little yeah. intro. I, 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 don't, I feel very intimidated right I now. I think this whole thing is going to be an intro because okay, I don't good. think we have any specific topic. Plus, no. we're very uh, new at this, both of us. Yeah. I'm three on my own uh-huh. and they took forever because I would re-redo them <laughs> over and over and then I would have no time to finish the first one go do forget what I even talked about oh yeah no that's, that's par for the course right so I was like I need somebody to do this with me so I appreciate that and also maybe talk a bit about yourself because from what I know is mm. you're one of the most genuine people that I know thank you you're a foster parent to dogs yes I had 11 over 11. the, That's, did you get, did you see the I video I sent? Yeah. 11 crazy. puppers. Yeah. Uh, that was a smell I don't want to ever have again in my house. And well, I met you when you started Advantage, I think you were still working at Earl's? Yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were in the hospitality industry, similar to myself, mm-hmm. which is very similar to a lot of people uh, with this disorder from what I've learned. Really? It's a industry that a lot of people go into. Uh, where you'll find a lot of people in this industry that have ADHD. that makes sense actually now yeah. that now that you mentioned that yeah because it is and I know that you feel the same way that because when you would come back after working at the green room I always liked Friday mornings <laughs> because you would have a story about whatever you saw in the videos uh, on oh, the video yeah. cameras or what happened the night before and that's what I liked about um, hospitality is that you always have a story after every night I mean it could be the most mundane one but I mean just when you think you've seen it all another thing happens <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh Nope, scratch that. Yeah. Was not at all at all. Because I wanted, when I worked as a bartender, I wanted to not be a bartender at some point Mm -hmm. because it was just like that whole thing. Uh. What I realized I enjoyed was just being around people. Yeah. And talking to people and meeting new people. And so that was what I liked to do. Not necessarily bartending. It was more just the how things were different. And so that's just what I'm learning is I like to do different things all of the time uh, at the same time too right, which yeah. is really which is really nice and and, and challenging and challenging and <laughs> yeah. I and no I don't think it's for everybody but I do I've often thought that like a lot of people 
a lot of um, countries have like mandatory military um, training or things like that. And I actually do think that there's a huge value in working in hospitality because I feel like I learned more working in hospitality than I did in university. I mean, maybe in a different Mm -hmm. way, but a different structure. But you, it becomes almost like, you know, when you, do you drive standard? I I, ha- I used to have a standard. Oh, okay. So, I don't like, know if I remember. <laughs> okay, but you know how, like, it becomes natural? Like, right, it just right. kind of is automatic. And the other day I was thinking about it, and I really learned um, automatically since what certain people would like in their experience. So, you can kind of look at, uh, uh, like, and when bartending, you have people sitting at the bar, right? So, they're, like, literally next to each other. And I'd be like, oh, hello, okay, and let me tell you the specials day and then the next then i could move to the next person and like that i could already know uh yo stripes what do you want for what do you want to drink you know like you can kind of figure out how everybody wants different types of of their experience and what makes it good for them and and that's oddly not something that i ever would have thought would be a skill that would help me in life but it actually did and has and continues to yeah well that's definitely a a part of this i i call it disorder but i don't know it sounds because that's (laughs) not a bad bad thing no no but it is uh but i don't even think it's the disorder i think the disorder is the kind of the the stuff that holds you back from things i think it's because our genetics Mm -hmm. we're hypersensitive so Mm -hmm. we're hypersensitive to those emotions we're more empathetic so i feel like people who have who do have adhd or have hypersensitivity are really good in hospitality because of what you just said they thrive in that environment because it's it's constantly challenging and and you have to deal with numerous facets throughout that entire process because you're not just you're dealing with a the people that you're working with so you have all of those people to please and we're notorious people pleasers (laughs) and then you have all of the customers to please and then you have the kitchen the management the there's a lot of there's so many cogs in that machine that people don't think of and it's a good it's a it's a good way to to learn about everybody and all types of people and cultures and and how things work and it and it's it resonates well actually and it's that's one of those I forget a lot of things but certain things stick with me and I think a lot of that comes from from that experience and I'm sure you can attest yeah. to that as well. Well, that's I've you know when you talk to other people like finding out that you have this disorder like you were diagnosed in at 32 32 and you're how I, uh, for, I uh, you're never supposed to ask the <laughs> age don't event uh, i'm 42 now so 10 years ago okay mm-hmm. okay so we're close to the same age i'm 45 mm. so but i was diagnosed two years ago or less than two oh, years oh really ago. and so <laughs> does everything you know about me make sense <laughs> yeah definitely but it but in a, in a really good way because that's like when i say like you're one of one of the uh most genuine people like you're very empathetic you're caring and those are traits that uh, we have right so but there's just and i connect with you really really well and i think that is something that i've always there's people that you meet and you instantly yeah, become you know. connected yeah and learning more about this mm-hmm. about adhd and and the traits that we have that's one of them right we connect and that's why a lot of people gravitate to people who have or neurodivergent in some yeah. ways so people who are autistic or on a spectrum uh-huh. and that's the other thing that this is a spectrum so everyone's mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. and so your 
difficulties and challenges are yeah. different than mine potentially mm-hmm. but there's a lot of so things that are the same too right and there's that's a, there's a lot of like and you I actually absolutely loved working at Vantage with you and I have to say this just because um, little things like I, I remember one day I came in and I realized that shocking I forgot to do something which was post whatever <laughs> promo we were doing that week online and so I hadn't had a um, a visual created so I grabbed a marker wrote the promo on a piece of paper and took the picture of it and posted it online and you were like huh I like that actually yeah and I was like yeah okay that like you you thought like you do your best work under pressure right and so that I mean what was wrong with that right no we got actually a lot of notes about it because it was different than what we usually posted and people were like nice new font yeah well that yeah I think that's like people who don't have ADHD probably don't understand how fast our brains work and when we are under that pressure it seems to work the best (laughs) I find in some cases yeah but in in a way almost in like and I don't know whether I don't know whether you have the same thing I feel like you you say you're gonna do something and you do it I say I'm gonna do something and then I procrastinate until I absolutely have to do it no I yeah I probably seem like that (laughs) but I to an extent I do but there is I I have pushed through things a lot of times uh-huh. because I thought like why can't I do this simple task why can't I do this and I would constantly push to this to the point of exhaustion or even detrimental to mm. my health which mm-hmm. is why I ended up going and getting diagnosed and like I remember trying to type out an email <laughs> and I couldn't even like how do we spell hello like I was like couldn't think of and I, I knew something was up Mm. And even know, knowing my sister and our Your family niece. members mm. had this, so it was like, uh, maybe I should get diagnosed. And I had no clue even really the extent of what this was. So once I got diagnosed, okay, great. I'm, I, but then I started diving into it mm-hmm. and learning how somebody who has this that's thriving might have different executive functions. Cause, mm-hmm. So it's like just because they have it and they're thriving, well I can do it why can't you right yeah that's the problem is like well maybe you're not maybe there's some maybe you're in the right environment mm-hmm. you're excelling because you're in the right environment and that's what I believe and a lot of the research shows mm-hmm. if you're in the right environment you can thrive mm-hmm. you put somebody like us in the wrong environment and this is where everything goes to shit mm-hmm. right <laughs> so totally and and actually it's interesting that you say that because different jobs that or different companies I've worked for since Vantage have definitely not been the right environment. And even though I think I believe that I was hired to facilitate what I was good at, it wasn't necessarily welcome right. by other employees because they were not on the same headspace as me and that I think that can happen and it can be difficult when you're starting a new job especially because I, I don't know about you but I often get like I don't want to say imposter syndrome because that's not right but I tend to feel stupid if people make me feel stupid even if they're the stupid people right. <laughs> yeah, yeah no I don't 100%. know how that, but like it's kind of funny because you're like no but I'm I, I'm giving you the why and the why to me is very important. I've really yeah. like embraced that right. because, and I do that a lot now is every time I'm communicating, I try to use a why because I feel like that's how, I, how it makes me understand 
and do better um, with change or anything. But if change, that's a whole other topic we can we can go into a rabbit hole on. But the adapting to to different environments when they're not necessarily suited or I shouldn't say suited accommodating to right. to you is difficult. And it can really like you can't see me, but I'm doing my hand yeah. pushing down <laughs> like it, it just it pushes you down and and dissolves confidence and that also well you you can't progress like that like it's it's and then then that goes down to the whole other cycle of like feeling shitty about yourself and not uh being able to really thrive in 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 what you're good at right well i want to touch on that but yeah. i want to mention about the i do what i say right? you do you do you, you do what you say do what you say mm-hmm. so i think the reason why that looks like it's the case mm-hmm. is because i do work for myself in most cases mm-hmm. and the things that i do are the things i want to do and i i so that it looks like if i'm going to do something it's because it excites me and i do it so that from that perception might seem like i'm out but the, all the things that I've kind of left in my wake, uh-huh. uh, nobody maybe sees all that except maybe people <laughs> that are around me all the time, right? So I think that could be why it could look like, because I think we're really good at if if we can do something that's releasing that dopamine mm. or exciting us and we're passionate about it, you're uh, fostering uh, how many puppies <laughs> well right now i only have one but you were like and i've it, had a, probably about 20 since september and at yeah. some point you were very passionate and you yeah. probably still are and maybe sometimes that passion might be like oh this is a lot yeah but you're doing it right and that to me is is i couldn't do that it's a lot of cleaning right. that i'm not used to but um the, but you know what i actually just had this thought or do you think because i find that if it's something that's helping somebody else i'm or if i feel i'm responsible for somebody else yep. or something else that is more i will prioritize that over myself any day of the week and i'm wondering if that because yep. you, when you have employees is that what you find is motivational purpose driven is oh. the thing i think if for me if it's I'm writing that down <laughs> if it's purpose driven i think that's what excites me and that's what getting wanting to do things and i think as soon as i kind of lose the purpose of something that's when i start to lose the ability to want to do that right so like i've stuck to this i've mm-hmm. started to kind of lose i haven't done any posting or things but it's because i've been helping Lindsay with her, her store mm-hmm. uh for those who don't know who's listening <laughs> my wife has a retail store and i was helping her there but look at it, my um, oh i just knocked my okay. microphone i'm wearing earrings that i bought there. oh nice there you go yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a called, great store uh, i highly recommend yeah it's called made here by the way mm-hmm. give a shout out there but i think um what was the so i <laughs> this is probably going to be a lot of bouncing this around, is, yeah right? we're doing some bouncing <laughs> yeah and i think that's the kind of the cool thing is i've met understanding a little bit more about how my brain works mm-hmm. and even the biology around it was really what was like oh okay I get this mm-hmm. when I failed biology in, in school right <laughs> and so but I, I was also it. terrible at yeah. at biology and math and science <laughs> well most most people because that there's and I I don't know if necessarily you were terrible because if you were interested in it you probably would have did well it's just you might not have been interested no, but I don't know. I'm and sometimes you get interested in things in different stages of your life. Oh, that's very so true. So it doesn't necessarily mean that in high school mm-hmm. you should be excited about all those courses and classes because mm-hmm. that's not 
really feasible, what your focus right? point might be at the time for yeah. me i was art gym and uh audio class <laughs> was like my my main things i really enjoyed doing and i didn't take those woodshot classes or those trades okay classes. i did see i didn't because i I made people would make this assumption that, well, those are the easy classes. And so I never really went into them. Oh, that's too bad. You would have been so good at it. And I'm like, I love doing that stuff. And I'm actually considering going back to school just to take some courses in carpentry because I really enjoy it. So am I. I have tons of tools from that I inherited from my dad and my uncle. Well, that's going to be our next podcast. uh, Woodworking. That's going to be a a, a YouTube, our YouTube channel. Woodworking with... uh, What what would you call that? Meg and Don? Don Meg and Don? Meg and Don sounds good. Well, I mean, I have shingles at 40 because I... Doesn't really relate to you as much. Now you're a co-host here, so. <laughs> well, it, it's um, I, I guess I didn't have. Well, no, I've never had shingles. I'm. Uh, I guess I'm lucky on that front. My, I well, told you're 40. you. My, you're in your forties. So I'm in that, my forties. Yeah. So, that so works. um, when I told you my sister who got, uh, she's 39, but just got shingles recently right. and was like, she's. Is she, is she okay? You know, <laughs> no, should I, did, I, did I make a face like, oh my god? No, she has. She's, um, she'll always be fine. She's very. We're my sister and I are completely different. Like she has blonde hair, blue eyes, super tall. Does she have uh, ADHD? I no, I think she has OCD. So like okay. different so letters. She's neurodivergent in some way. It, yeah, yeah okay. she definitely does yeah. have neurodivergency for sure. Right. Like I have to. There's a specific set of slippers that are at her house i can't bring my own slippers i have to wear the slippers she lays out for me when i go over there because my slippers probably have dog hair on them. oh well that makes sense yes yeah. uh, but also she has a dog <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> that make sometimes sense. i'm like oh but it's actually as we're gro- as we're growing older because we've we've never been um because we're so different we always haven't been super close and uh but we've we're really learning each other's strengths and, and opportunities, mm-hmm. I guess would be the best way to put it. Well, that's that's interesting because I have a very similar situation with my sister. We mm-hmm. were eight years apart and we were never really... You're eight really, years apart. eight years apart and we were never super close, uh-huh. but we were brother and sister. But uh-huh. growing up, even recently, it, I think both of us having this disorder, realizing we have it and then under, okay, that's why... Because we would fight over stupid things, yeah. even like uh, in our like adult years, right? Oh, totally. And it would just be like, why? And now I I have a lot more empathy for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's always had empathy for everybody. And so I really understand what's going on with her mm-hmm. more so rather than coming from like a why, why is this not getting done or mm-hmm. what's happening and looking at what she can do really, really well mm-hmm. rather than what she can't do. Which is kind of, uh, and Mindy, sorry if I'm, you're okay with me talking about it, which I want to have her on the show for you two to talk because coming from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's completely different and how uh, a lot of times, and you probably, you go undiagnosed because the hyperactivity or the 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 traits of ADHD might not be there as much because from what I read mm-hmm. is that women are a lot better at hiding no that's <laughs> these true things or are adapting or things mm-hmm. like that but 
internally. Our makeup is and called I, concealer for Pete's yeah, sake. There you like. go. And I don't want to talk a lot about that because I think that's I think that conversation with my sister and, and you would be quite interesting just for me to be an observer. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I think that's I, I understand where you're coming from with your sister and and learning. I think when you learn how people's brains work, it's not the same as yours. And you can say, okay, I get it. What can they do well versus... I think that's how the work world should be done too. Well, and it's coming back to the why. Right. Like what you're saying is like if everybody kind of embraced the why of things or looked into it a little bit more, I think it could ultimately like the workforce even like personal relationships would 100%. would be so much better because yeah. you you can kind of and i guess that also relates to empathy and and putting yourself in other people's shoes yeah and even like the educational system like mm-hmm. that's where again i won't go too much into that <laughs> but i think the system is definitely broken i think teachers are well they're overworked an unfair and advantage yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of them who do know don't really have the ability to do anything because they're they're just given the resources they they're given right well and a lot of them have to buy their own supplies themselves yeah like yeah. it's crazy yeah and looking like and i remember being like uh my mom was a elementary grade three specifically teacher for uh, i think 35 years before she retired so as a kid i used to if if we had an in-service day or whatever they call them now or then it was for different school districts it would have different ones so if there was an off day i would generally have to go my me or my sister would have to go to her class and kind of she'd just kind of shuffle us into the back and and we'd sit there and observe and color or whatever craft things and then some times we'd read books with some actually I remember there was one kid that I every time I went my mom would get me to read books with this one boy that had ADD and he never seemed to be he never seemed to like it was like he was not paying attention at all and I would just say I but I mean like I'm a kid I'm not gonna like be like sit down you know what I mean so and he'd be doing all the stuff and then afterwards he could relay everything that was in that story like he absorbed it like a sponge it was so and I remember remember thinking this is fuck but not those words because i was like six but (laughs) (laughs) my my kids are two and four and they swear like so yeah yeah my daughter says fuck sakes all the time does she really yeah Yeah. oh my i have been watching that show by the way it's very good what's the um i think you should leave oh you did watch I haven't watched all three seasons. I've watched the first three episodes, and I was actually camping, and and because I have, I'm bad at sleeping, so I was in a tent by myself, and I, <laughs> I was watching it on my iPhone, and I was laughing so loud that I thought I was gonna get a noise complaint from like the park. Did opposite. you watch the third season? Or you no, I'm on the first season still. The but... third season is that's where it's like I started. I watched the third season first, so I okay. started watching the other two. It's called. So I think you should leave. So. I, th- I think you should leave. I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. On and Netflix. There's this guy is so funny. I'm sure everybody's seen the show, but my daughter started watching it. <laughs> and I, so Megan hasn't seen the episode yet, but I sent her a video of my daughter, Aubrey, uh, imitating this guy in the car doing the driving uh, crooner. The driving crooner.com. And start the third season. And I'm, I'm writing this down yeah. too. The driving. And 
when you get <laughs> my daughter does what this guy does in the episode and that's what I sent you the video of so when you see that and it's this guy this guy definitely has ADHD or something <laughs> he's, he's so funny um, so many of them do yeah well that's true that's like a lot of well comedians a lot a lot of comedians and do comedians yeah and well the artistic folks exactly. I'm also very like I'm surprised they use pencils I don't know why well <laughs> I don't know. I There's don't... a story there. Okay. Why I oh, because you're a t- you're a pen chewer. You know what? That yeah, that's isn't also why, oh, but that's actually an ADD. I thing. would probably chew this, uh, uh-huh. but the reason why I have all these pencils is because I had a client that has. I had to buy a box of pencils, and it was like <laughs> a thousand pencils. <laughs> Why did you have to buy a thousand pencils, though? Well, it was cheap to buy this box of pencils. Oh, okay. It was for the parade home stuff. Oh, okay, right? so yeah. I had to put pencils in all the... They're all in pristine condition, by the way. I'm color well, yeah, me impressed. I actually just boxed <laughs> a thousand pencils. I'm not even joking. You'll find pencils everywhere in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I just all these pencils, but it was because of that. And so, But I actually enjoy pencils better than pens because, I don't know, I like them and you can erase. And I started drawing a lot. I think I've... You, I well, I know you this. used to be, but you kind of left that for a bit, and I, I hope you, did you go, but you you returned well, to it. I did in uh, because of my son, because he started drawing and we started drawing together, and this was something that my dad and I used to do, mm. and so I think it's, and then I I thought it's okay at drawing. You're you're a very good artist. Cartoony stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to get mad mad magazines and crack magazines to draw like <laughs> yeah. that, and, and so I enjoyed that and think i ever would want it to be like a way to make money because i mm-hmm. think that is the one thing that's like and that's the other thing too is like not putting a dollar amount on any of these takes away from I the enjoyment is why i can keep doing them uh-huh. and so we uh, actually me and my son were drawing this morning we usually draw every morning and then there's a gap that we stop because i was i was leaving early to go help Lindsay with her store uh-huh. but but yeah it got me back into doing it and we just <laughs> just this morning my son started that thing up there. You probably can't see it. I could take it down. It's so my son was drawing uh, me on the toilet, <laughs> <laughs> and so then I ended up drawing. He's like, "Can you draw me on the toilet?" And I'm like, yeah, I draw you on the toilet. So I drew him on the toilet, and then so in our washroom, there's uh, the, the the adult toilet. Yeah, and then yeah. There's Aubrey's little like trainer. Yeah, toilet, yeah, which yeah. Just looks like a real toilet. So I drew them on the toilet, and he thought that was pretty cool. So that was, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's something that is something that they do with my son because uh, it's it, it's the bonding thing for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think understanding that the potential for him to have these traits or to have difficulties, mm-hmm. uh, he's not been diagnosed, uh, but he's got my genetics, which mm-hmm. I have to really watch around him what I do, mm-hmm. but I also have to make sure he knows that I'm always there, right? And mm-hmm. I think that thing is like the phone's away, the we're just sitting there drawing and sometimes it's we're just drawing separately mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter right we're together mm-hmm. doing it and then aubrey will jump in and, and start drawing so it's a really cool thing to do so Let's see. megan's looking at asher's uh drawing and you can explain what you, yes you see it there. um it appears uh donovan is ex- <laughs> experiencing some <laughs> Very loud and explosive diarrhea on the toilet. Which happens to be next to your bed? Is that what that? Is? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't and f- is that a car? That's a bag. 
Oh yes. Yeah, okay. It's a big, and this is yeah. So then I then he wanted me to draw this, which, <laughs> which looks more <laughs> like uh, an adult with uh, Aubrey, but I, I no one can see. You're these, a very but... good drawer, though. Like <laughs> drawer. Um, no, you're a good illustrator. You always have been. This is this is awesome. Well, here's uh, Asher's. Uh, no one can see these, but maybe I can post them. Yeah. So maybe not should the post explosive the diarrhea one. Yeah. <laughs> Kids fascinate me. I find them just like so. First of all, I wish I was still a kid. And knowing what I know now. Well, so. you technically uh, have some parts of your brain is technically still childlike. <laughs> is that is that why my well, niece <laughs> thinks I'm uh, her favorite adult kid? Like executive functioning is mm. is what kids are trying to develop, and so we uh, ah. have some of that that's uh, becomes a disorder, right? So yeah. because it's a spectrum, like yeah. the wheel, and there's different like, impulsivity Diff yeah. and those things, and that's where have you done that test yet? Or no. Yeah, so that that is the real test of where what level of uh, where can you? you how do you do that? Test? You can do it online, uh, but that. I don't know how, like... How accurate it is. I mean, that's where, like, psychiatry or, or um, things like that mm -hmm. uh, would probably... I don't know if psychiatry is the right one, but they, if you're going to kind of... You can do it online, mm -hmm. and it'll kind of give you a rough yeah, idea. Yeah. But that's where, like, your executive functioning is in that wheel. Mm -hmm. And so you would see which level or which how much dysfunction you have in each one of those quadrants mm -hmm. or those pieces of the pie. And so mine were quite high in almost all of them, <laughs> except for learning, which was which was kind of neat because that's where I always thought that I had trouble learning, but learning wasn't really a problem for me. It was learning stuff I don't care about or want to yeah. know was the challenge. Because when I am interested in something, I keep, will learn as much as possible. And... Really? Because you haven't looked into ADD at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. See, <laughs> so that's kind of the thing where you have kids in school mm -hmm. uh, doing stuff they don't aren't interested in and how are they going to really learn and you give them something and I think that's why art and gym and those things that excited me mm -hmm. and released dopamine for me yeah. were the things that I enjoyed and did pretty well at right mm -hmm. like I did even sports like I started playing sports and I enjoyed it and I mm -hmm. did fairly well but it was art class like and I also felt like, okay, I'm good at this, so. Well, and that breeds confidence, right? right. And 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 yeah. forces you to kind of invest in in your potential a little yeah. bit more personally. Something that plagued me a lot is that, like, okay, you have one, you have to give you that one absolute. You have that absolute, and I don't think that anything in life has ever really been an absolute. So it kind of death, almost death and, death and taxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. But I mean, even like even things that like with everything being the disruption of all these different industries that's happening right now right. as as we're progressing as a society and accommodating certain changes i mean even i remember thinking well there's no way that the funeral industry will ever be disrupted and now there's people that are that have created businesses where you can have your um your loved ones cremated and become a tree yeah. yeah so like now all of a sudden it's like yeah you, there's just when you once again right back to the just when you think you've seen everything right. something else comes up and it's and a lot of those things are are i think really contribute to society and and growing also environmental right reasons yeah. right which is something that we definitely need to be doing better at well i think that's a good point because i think the 
economy and the mm-hmm. industries that they, yeah. <laughs> they, they're making money. So why change it, right? Yeah. And so that's where all these other things, the, the disruption, to, like AI is, is it, and that's where AI to me, there's a lot of people that are like, well, that's taking away from creativity. That's taking away from these things. And for me, I, I do think I'm a fairly creative person, uh-huh. but I know that, uh, and you're a writer, so uh, <laughs> there's probably some stuff in there that you're like, but for me. No, I think, it, I actually do think it's really good. It's a tool. Like, mm-hmm. any like Grammarly, tool. for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. But the tool, I think, is, it's like, I don't necessarily know if this is the right way to use it, but this is a disability. Like, mm-hmm. having this disorder is a disability, and it, it, it limits you from doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Where, especially in business Mm -hmm. and with AI, I'm able to do a lot more things a lot quicker because I know what needs to get done, but Mm -hmm. the task of doing it is very challenging. Mm -hmm. That might be a lot easier for someone else. Mm -hmm. So why am I limited to not go to there because I can't do this one thing Mm -hmm. and financially or whatever it might be. And AI has helped uh, achieve a lot of those things. And so some people, yeah, it's like, Farmers didn't want tractors because it was going to, right? Mm-hmm. So those things just kind of evolve. And I think AI is not going away, but I think it's also not taking away from creativity. I think it's enhancing it. It's allowing people like us who don't have the ability to do a lot of the admin tasks or stuff. And that, the, so much more is required nowadays too, right. right? We're online all the time. yeah, And so there's an expectation of... Of getting things done faster and better and because well why can't you look at the internet or use this right. and yeah i do think ai is is a, a positive thing yeah. for for actually everybody not just neurodivergence right. yeah and if you're just using ai to like whatever cheat on a test like that yeah. <laughs> but i mean for me i'm like i don't even know if that's a bad thing because <laughs> yeah. i know how school for me was like yeah i've tried to cheat a few times and <laughs> Which uh, I can tell you a funny story. Maybe. Oh, please. Yeah. No, go. So this, I hope this doesn't come back. I th- no one can come back to me and take my diplomas. With no, no, school. you're <laughs> safe, I think. So I remember, and this now actually learning a lot about my disorder and mm-hmm. why procrastinating. And so I had law class, which I actually enjoyed the class. Oh, I had a law class too. And I loved it. I, I actually wanted it. to be a lawyer for a while. But I had, I was working at Safeway at the time mm-hmm. uh, and they had me working a lot of shifts and I probably wouldn't have studied regardless, but mm. I'm using that as an excuse. Yeah. And I had a, our final exam. Uh, I had actually a bunch of final exams. It was the end of the year. And I remember I never studied for law class at all. And I had to remember all these case studies. Uh-huh. And so it was the night before. And I had this idea because I read or heard that if you play something in your head, subconsciously it'll be in there right yeah yeah yeah. uh which is kind of true well it's true you can hear a song 10 years later and you still know the words but it's if it's in the back there you can't pull it in yeah yeah so that so i (laughs) i recorded me talking on a tape recorder because this is the night this is 1998 right so it was on a tape recorder recorded me talking about all the case studies put the headphones on and went to bed thinking that when i wake up oh i would know all these case studies I woke up. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? I had no clue. I woke up. I'm like, ah, that didn't work. <laughs> so I get to school and I'm like still listening to this tape recorder yeah. with headphones in. Okay. Was it a Walkman? It, it was a Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cool. And so I didn't, it wasn't, 
retaining. It wasn't staying in my head. So I was panicking. So what I decided to do was pull the headphone set through my shirt, through my sleeve, <laughs> and tape it to my wrist. Oh. And I sat in the doing the test uh, with the thing, and I leaned my head against my hand like I was resting my head, but I was listening to the, the thing. Well, that is just plain brilliant. You think. <laughs> oh, what happened? But... Which I did, I think I did pass, but I was like, so for anyone that's born before maybe the 2000s or uh, will know this, but those tape recorders weren't quiet. Oh, yeah. And they also, like, when you pressed play, it was like, yeah, yeah. And when it stopped, it would go, yeah. It would make these noises. So I was listening to this and I was getting, okay, that case study. So it was actually working for a while. But then have to flip the tape, right? Oh, no. Yeah. So. Oh, and the eject button is a whole other yeah. realm of sound. So this clicked. And I think it clicked right when one of the teachers walked by. So I was like, oh, he's going to And so I don't know if I cannot remember if I flipped the tape or not. I can't remember. But what I do remember was this worked. But the after I was done, the guy behind me said, I could hear that. <laughs> Playing. Oh no! You could hear the tape recorder playing the whole time, but I thought this was a genius plan, so I just would do this for my tests. I would listen to these tapes and listen to them on the That's tape recorder. So I'm so disappointed. I never but thought. But this was that. back in the day when, like, this was harder. Like now, it's like, well, people are like, well, you just use your phone. You, we didn't have. I yeah. we didn't have cell phones back then. Well, people would, and you don't have to we didn't tell. even. I don't even think we had. We those, didn't have internet. We didn't have. I think we had internet, but it was like, did we? Yeah. I didn't. I don't remember. I don't think but I it was got my first. E- oh yeah, and then like somebody would pick up the phone. And you're like, get off the phone! I'm trying to. Yeah, it was it was hard to do those things. So <laughs> all of this stuff, and it's like that would happen all the time. And I was like, okay, now. That's why, but how creative. Yeah, like, <laughs> look at, right? you solved the situation. <laughs> I did, in seconds. Exactly. Because I was under stress. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Well, and that's just it, procrastination. Yeah. Like, I sometimes, I'm pretty sure my dad had AD, ADHD, actually. Uh, actually, I'm probably about 99% sure, looking you, back. You share the same good. genetics, which yeah, is most likely yeah. the case, yeah. And um, he had, he was incredibly creative, but he would often wait and, and I'm guilty of this 100%, perhaps even more, of waiting until the last minute to to do something. And at one, my mom actually told me that, because it drove her nuts, and she said, I once asked him, is it, like, do you find this, do you do this because it, like, brings you joy or something of that? And he said, yeah, I like the rush. <laughs> and, and I mean, in a way, you kind of, like, Plus, I also second guess things. If I have too long to do it, I'm gonna second right. guess everything like numerous times. Yeah. But yeah. when you have a specific, when you're like, all right, I got 15 minutes. Yeah. Get her done. Well, that's a lot of what even the book that Gabber Mate book he talks about that it pushing the deadlines for things. But when you're given a specific deadline, mm-hmm. and that's why for me, even having like. A four-day work week or even a shortened week i'm able to get more done oh, in three days if i know i only have three days mm-hmm. if i have five days i will wait till day five then i don't have time to do it yeah and now it's the weekend and then i so it's like that's why we have to structure the way we work differently than what 
this nine to five system and is. that is a very very good point and the why a lot of us become entrepreneurs or work for ourselves too because my dad was an entrepreneur yeah he had his own business yeah. demand avoidance is is another big thing so demand when you're when people are telling you what to do even if you want to do it you won't do it <laughs> so if somebody t like and Lindsay's can probably attest to this <laughs> but if she'll tell me to do something i was or yeah. i was going to do it i will in my brain for some reason says i'm not gonna do that now <laughs> i'm like why and i i question myself i'm like why do i i don't know but that? i know i can relate to that as well and it's a it's a weird but knowing that this is all of these mm -hmm. traits and all of these symptoms and why you're doing it now when i do it i'm like oh i know even like getting upset with my kids and and when i get angry they're not making me angry. Mm. I'm letting myself get angry. Yeah. Because there's other situations where they're doing way worse mm -hmm. and I'm calm. It's mm -hmm. just the scenario. I've had a long day. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And it's just environment, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's just so much when you understand what's going on. It's okay. I can at least try to manage it. And there's still days when you like mess up or you do things. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you just can't blame it, right? But you never can. blame that's the other yeah. it's uh what did i use recently i was like this is not an excuse it's an explanation right yeah yeah because i know if i put myself in the situation mm -hmm. and then that happens well i put myself in the situation yeah, yeah. right i can say i did it because of of that it's still not uh, a reason to say like it's okay yeah yeah exactly right? i feel like even though i've known you for 10 years i feel like i got to know you better today well and that's nice. kind of how me and my sister are too really where it's like we we have these conversations and we're, we're a lot closer now yeah i think i might not have mentioned that part when i was trying to talk about my sister no you and, did you said okay. you were closer now yeah we 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 have these conversations and it's like there's a connection and uh -huh. we understand each other so here's the jar okay so am so i pulling we, one out we of the can jar? pick from so what we're gonna do here this first episode was just like we have no clue what we're doing we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna talk which i think uh, turned out better than i think we both expected <laughs> we'll, we'll see once we <laughs> this goes to uh, live but so what we're gonna do is each of us are gonna write topics we're gonna throw them in a separate jar and at the end of every episode someone will pick from the other person's jar and that topic that we pick is the topic we're going to do on the next episode and so we have up until that next episode to research and learn as much about it as we can and then we come back and we're going to talk about it on the podcast so did i explain that you okay. explained it perfectly okay. yes Kurt? you can pick because uh megan did not do her i didn't do my homework <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot so you okay. can pick and i can't even remember what i put in here and i think i tried to put a funny one and i <laughs> oh Okay. You'll probably get that. Medication slash supplements. Okay. That one's a that one's a tough one. No, I think it's a good one though. We can do it. We yeah. can do it. Okay. We can do this. Yeah. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna yeah. not procrastinate. And, and it, we're gonna And do it's this. whatever you think that might be about. Okay. I mean it's it seems pretty obvious, but maybe yeah. you'll come out with something Okie dokie. a little we, bit more. Like, yeah, uh, let's see what let's see what we yeah. uh See well, there you have it, everybody. That was episode four with Megan, who will be joining us as my co-host for all future episodes. And yeah, it's pretty exciting. And I just want to thank Megan for doing this with me and making the time. And I'm really, really excited. I think it's going to be fun. And I hope uh, she also feels the same way. I think she does. 
And please uh, feel free to follow us at Shingles at 40 on Instagram and TikTok. Please send us a message. And if you want us to uh, answer any questions or you have any feedback or topics or information you want to share with us, please do. Because the more that we get to talk about this, uh, the better. And I think that Uh, We can definitely together change the world for the better. And yeah, let's do it. Take care, everybody.